You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase, and the skies just got dark in like 20 seconds, no lie, from like blue skies to it's now raining sideways and there are lightning bolts all around me. <laughs> and I'm Jordan Hanskin. I recently suggested, so we messed up our entrance here, mm-hmm. and I suggested that we should have a Locked on Sabres blooper reel probably at the end of the year, save them. Because I'm sure I... there's stuff like, like there's probably stuff Joe edits uh, oh. often. Like rival like background noise or other people have background noise or uh, weird stuff happens. People always shout at me when think, I'm in like a place when I'm doing the podcast. So I I think there was there was one once once where your mom was yelling at you to to ask you a question. Yeah, uh, I forgot what it was, but it was so funny. And I'm like, I, this would be funny to leave in. But right, if it's in the context of like a blooper reel, then maybe it'll be funnier. So I'll start always- marking these. Yeah, the, the bloopers. I mean, not to give Joe more work as editor, but uh, <laughs> you know, the blooper reel could be could be funny content at like a year yeah. end celebration. Yeah, that, and that's easy. That's easy to do. So yeah, we'll 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 maybe bring that to you. Uh, this is the Locked On Sabers podcast. I'm back from a trip to Arizona. It was hot. Uh, it was yeah, 110. I think is the highest I ever saw it get. 112. The dry heat thing is definitely over-exaggerated. It definitely was not as bad as I was anticipating, though. I thought it was going to be hell. Well, so the dry heat thing you say is a, like, over... Because normally people say the dry heat is awesome. Like, it's so much better than humid. And and I, I would agree with that easily when it comes to, like, the winter and fall months when you're in Arizona. When the temperature is, like, 80 degrees and it's dry, it's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's much better than like an 80 degrees here in Buffalo. But once you start getting to like 110 and 115, like, oh, but it's a dry heat. It's like, okay, sure. It feels like it's 102 instead of 112. It, it still feels like it's really hot. Yeah. Right. I was in Vegas melting. one time in the summer and I it was about 110. And it's like, it's tough to be outside for more than 20 minutes. Like, it's hard to be outside for a long period of time. Unless you're in a pool. If you're in a pool. Yeah, then... well, of course. But, like, if you're, like, walking around, like, the Vegas Strip, oh. like, you do not want to be outside. When did you go to – when, when was this? Was it you were a little kid? I was uh, in high school. So, you okay. didn't get the full ex- Vegas experience. But you got to, like – I got to, like, walk through the casinos and stuff. I mean, it was still fun. There's still a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're Preview. just, like – you don't get all the – you don't get the, you know, the, the – yeah you know, the, the debauchery, so to speak, of right. the, the gambling and, a pot- and a, the, yeah. The, a potential the preview, a potential preview though, for what's to come down the road, maybe. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if that's what every, every parent aspires their kid to be. <laughs> so this will be where you will have, uh, what, what is Vegas? What stays in Vegas? Uh, what, what, what happens what in Vegas, Vegas and stays in Vegas, everything. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's what people want their their kids to look up to. But uh, mm. there you go. So one one observation I had, though, and we'll get to some Sabre stuff. Minnesota Wild are kind of the team on on the 
on the mind today because of all that they did with the buyouts of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. But while we're on this, I did observe in Phoenix because I just happened to be there coincidentally one when the NBA finals were occurring, Suns had game two that they were hosting the day I got there. And then game three in Milwaukee uh, was taking place while I was there also. And I, man, it is like, you could sense the fever even in Phoenix, which I doesn't, I, I don't know. They don't really have reputation as either a great or a bad sports town. So I don't really know where they land on that spectrum, but like the fever was there, like everybody, like at the airports and the rental car place and like walking through like stores and malls, they're all wearing their sun stuff. You got throwback Steve Nash jerseys all over the place. Um, and then you're in a restaurant, which is kind of a sports. It was kind of a sports bar, more of like a grill kind of place. And same thing, like that place is packed in to watch game three in Milwaukee. And I mean, it's not quite the same as what I remember with the Sabres in 06 and 07, but it it gave me some of those vibes where I'm like, give me something like that around here. Because even the Bills last year, we didn't have it because it was COVID and nobody could go out and like kind of have that feeling, you know? Right, right. Um, I was about to ask about the Bills last year, but yeah, like COVID, nobody's really going out yet. It was still like, oh, is the vaccine coming? Is it not? You know, like waiting for that. Um, was it January? Like that's right. It seems like a seems like a century ago. Um, but yeah, like the Bills, it's and the Bills is different because it's only one game. I mean, right. you get like it's just like a week's worth of hype. It's like. Bill's a lot of just like thinking about it rather than like once the game's over, it's over. And then you wait for another week. Whereas like hockey, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's got like ups and downs. Like you win game one, lose game two. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's more of a journey. Like the, the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs is more of like a process than the NFL playoffs. Like you're only strained together really three to four games in football. So it just doesn't have that same impact, but yeah, like I, I think the bills will have their moment next year, but yeah, um, it's cool to see the fever. I, I mean, the fever for the Sabres, I don't think ever reached a, like a larger moment than when they started, like Wilson farm started unloading little coins <laughs> at us. Yes. And we were just all, we were all scooping up little coins trying to get the collection. Yeah, we were waiting in line for him to get a, 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 a little coin with a uh, picture of Yaroslav Spachik's face on it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, there, that, some good memories some some optimistic stuff to think about and talk about at the start of the, the, the show here. And now we get back into the groove, the grind and no Eichel trade. Right. Unless I missed it while I was gone. No Eichel trade. Um, I was I was staying with it. You know, I was on Twitter. I was I would have seen it if anything had happened. It didn't appear as though we had anything major come down. You had a little more of the the blurbs that you see from guys like Friedman and Dreger. And like there's one about the Ducks um, and about the Ducks, maybe not being willing to put Trevor Zegers in that same the same sounding stuff that we've had for weeks. Really nothing new on that front, but maybe now a little bit of real tangible evidence of a team throwing their hat in the ring to the Jack Eichel trade sweepstakes. It doesn't have to be this, but coincidentally, Jack Eichel's cap hit per year is $10 million. And the Minnesota Wild today on Tuesday cleared $10.3 million in cap space for 2021-22 by buying out the final four years for both Zach Parise and Ryan Suter, who both came in together in 2012, signing 13-year 
$98 million a year deals. Those were kind of before the, the, the most recent NHL CBA, which put a cap on player contracts at eight years. They signed 13-year deals. And actually, before we even get into the ramifications for, for uh, an Eichel trade and the Minnesota Wild, like, can we just revisit for a second like that offseason, Suter and Parise? It was one year after the Sabres failed to get into the Brad Richards sweepstakes. And I remember being in on Suter or Parise as like a thought, but never thinking the Sabres were really a serious contender. And I was interested to see Bulldog today tweet that he remembered that Darcy Regeer put all of his chips in that offseason on getting Parise or Suter to supplement the Vanek Pominville core. And that it was that offseason when he couldn't get Parise he couldn't get Suter. He couldn't get Shane Doan. He couldn't get any of those big three to name free agents to come there that he decided that we got to go another route and we got to this, that that's where suffering was born. Um, so like, does, does that sound right to you? Do you, cause like my thought at the time was not thinking they were going to get Parise or Suter, but I mean, I guess that's what Darcy thought there, what the, his plan was. Yeah. Um, it was it was weird, like thinking looking back at those those days, because it was, oh, we have this owner that's gonna spend, but you know, you got kind of the harsh reality of it was like, oh, it's still Buffalo. Like, Prize and Suter wanted to go back to like Minnesota. They wanted to go back to their like home area, um, and it's just like, oh, Buffalo can't land these guys. But it's like, Prize and Suter, I think I don't, I wouldn't call them. They weren't bad. Like they weren't like Brad Richards where it's like, oh, this was like, that would have been, that wouldn't have been that great anyway. Like I think Parise and Suter would have changed. The Sabres would have made the playoffs more. I think if they had one of them. Yeah. But would you call them like, if could you, would you trade? I mean, would you trade? Of course we would trade. So maybe that's, that's the wrong question. Cause of course we would trade the last 10 years of Sabres hockey for the last 10 years of wild hockey. But would you call the Parise Suter era, these nine years in Minnesota, a success? Because what it really boils down to is they made the playoffs eight times. They made it eight out of nine years, but they only won two rounds and they never got past the second round. In fact, they never even came close to getting past the second round. So I don't know on what you think. What is success? I don't, I would not qualify two playoff series wins in nine years as a success when you, but for a team that never did anything. Yeah. But wasn't three Zane Suter supposed to, well, I guess maybe you're saying like they were just supposed to bring you to respectability to make you a playoff team. When I'm throwing $200 million at two players, I think I want more than two playoff series wins. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Like it's one of those things where it's kind of like the Leafs. Like I think about the Leafs with this is it's like, Mm-hmm. is Kyle Dubas a failure because the Leafs can't win a first round series? I don't think it's his fault. Like they built the team team's not bad. They just happen to lose like in sports this happens. Um, like the wild, I think are kind of in the same boat. Like could the wild have made a miraculous Canadians run here or there? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Would that have changed their thought? Like would that have changed? The way we look back on the wild, probably, but it's like, you know, happens. I don't, I don't think that did they sign players that were successful in turning their franchise into a winner? Like, yeah, I think so. Like, I think they're the wild are looked upon as more less of a joke 
than they were when Parise and Suter landed there. Oh, that that's for sure. They were definitely a joke when they arrived. And what are they now? They're like, you know, they're just kind of there. They're like, a, they're like a slightly above, like a respected team. Yeah, like they're okay. Minnesota will be around. They hang around. They're decent. Right. But I, I also respect this move by them for sure too. And it like, is, is that we're respected, but we're not good enough. I, I respect that as well. Like I think that goes to your point where it's it, like, yeah, they like what we're doing is fine, but it's not it's not what we want. Rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. A word for bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. For these Sabre games, you could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. Let's talk about that because it is a all in type of move because they have Kirill Kaprizov who they need to sign, who was amazing as a 24 year old rookie coming over from the KHL. And it, I think the, the whole KHL threat that came down about a month ago from him seems to be now just a bargaining tool, just to seems to be a threat that he won't follow through with. And that it's just him trying to squeeze a few extra million dollars out of Minnesota. So Kaprizov should be there. They have uh, a good overall roster. They just signed Joel Erickson act to an eight year deal. So what are these moves doing? You are buying out. There's four years left on each guy's deal. They're kind of in different situations. Also Suter is not the defenseman he used to be, and nor should he. He's at age 37. Few guys are. Uh, he's still playing a good chunk of minutes, 22 minutes a night, and he's still a decent second-pair defenseman. On a good team, he's probably a third-pair defenseman. That's still a usable player. Whereas Parise's had an odd 12 months. Parise has taken a big step back in, in his offensive game. Last year, he only scored seven goals, um, and that's – I mean, way he's even before that 25 was an okay year, but only 46 points way less than the, the, the 45 goal, 94 point seasons that we saw from him early in his career last year. He was a healthy scratch a bunch. 
He got into it with the coach because there was some controversy about Parise staying on the ice for a shift for too long in a one goal game because he was trying to get a young guy a hat trick. And then the coach like railed against him for it. And Parise fought back and said, no, I wanted to get this guy a hat trick. You know, and like they were at odds and that led to him being a healthy scratch. So there was there was some weird stuff in the organization with Parise. So that I don't wasn't surprised by. Suter, I was a little surprised by because there's still, I think, a usable hockey player in there. But they decide we're getting rid of them both at the same time. And yes, they create $10 million in cap space for next season, but you've got big ramifications long term for doing this just to go into the money a little bit, 2021, 2022, they're only on the hook for $4 million total. Then I don't know how this works. The, 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 the buyout stuff is, is tricky with me. I don't, I'm not full read on how it works, but and inevitably this is what happens. 2022, 23, $6.2 million for each player. So they will have over $12 million on their books for these buyouts. And then the next two years after that, it's 7.2 million each. So then they'll have 14 million on the books for these two, the next two years. And they will both be on their books in some capacity until the year 2029. So for, to make cap space on the short term and to kind of change over their team right away, they are taking a monstrous, monstrous amount of money in future cap by doing this. So what does that tell you? Doesn't that say they're going all in right now to win a Stanley Cup with their present core that does not include the older guys that were a part of that in Suter and Parise? So with all of that being said, does that sound to you like a team that's more or less likely to be trading for Jack Eichel? Um, I would say more. Um, they're going to be like cap strapped in the future, like you said, so... I mean, they'll have to maybe make a decision with Jack later on if they traded for him. But I do think, like, it, I thought immediately was this was this could be like moving cap space to try to squeeze in Jack Eichel in addition to like Kaprasov. Um, I don't know that that that's the way I saw it. Um, now, as a Sabres fan, I would rather have Kaprasov in the deal, um, but I. I I don't know if the wild would want to do that because it doesn't make sense. Like, Oh, it's just going to be Jack Eichel and a bunch of like their core, their uh, other players are better than ours, but it's like, is that a cup winning team? Probably not. I would agree with that, but like you're right into think the Kaprizov. I don't see Kaprizov as realistic anymore. I, I don't know how realistic I thought of him as in the first place, because one Minnesota would have to be parting with the guy. They just watched be the best rookie in hockey and look like, I mean, he looked like the next coming of Artemi Panarin, not to only make the comparison because they're both Russian Maybe they didn't like the threat. Maybe they don't like the threatening ways of uh, going to the K. But I don't know. I think think they want to find a way to make that work because they would envision – Kaprizov and Eichel on a first line that My could God. make that make that team go like that's going to be the engine that's, that makes that so team good. go. So to me, while I think it makes Minnesota more likely as a trade partner, I think it makes it less likely that they would part with anybody like a Kaprizov. That they would be going for future assets. They would be going for prospects. They would be going for draft capital. Now, the thing about Minnesota is they don't have the high pick. 
They have the 21st overall pick, and really it's 22nd. The NHL, by the way, wants to keep telling you that the Coyotes are in the draft order at 15, even though they're going to have to forfeit that pick. So really it's the 21st pick. Um, it's like the NBA where the player wears the hat of the team that traded them. Right. Right, exactly. We know that this isn't real, so why are you even having us do it? But whatever, I digress. Minnesota has a much lower first-round pick, early 20s, than L.A. does at 8, than Columbus does at 5, and easily more way further back than where Anaheim is at 3. Now, they have high-level prospects. Matthew Boldy, who was the 12th overall pick a couple of years ago, is a is maybe their top prospect. If he's not... It's Marco Rossi, the guy that you might remember that all of Sabres Twitter desperately wanted and then was pissed about not the Sabres not drafting last year. So combination of one, I would think probably two of those guys is what it would take because you're sacrificing, a, 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 you're going a far way in the first round if you're getting that first round pick. Uh, Boldy and, um, and Rossi, I think, would really have to be the meat of the deal. And how does that sound to you compared to a lot of these other offers that we've had? Boldy, just for a little more background, because he's not as well-known, I think, as even Rossi, let alone Byfield and these other guys. He was the 12th overall pick in 2019. Last year in the AHL, he played 14 games. He had 18 points, point-a-game player at the World Juniors, 31 points in 22 games in Boston College. And he's been kind of a riser. You know, like he he's kind of a riser as compared to when he was drafted. Okay. Um, yeah, I I mean it's not it's not a terrible like I think other teams have sent a, like other uh options were definitely worse than that. Um I kinda like the Rossi Jack Quinn possibility of like reuniting they were juniors teammates, were they not? Yep, Oshawa. Yep. And they were like like Marco Rossi People say it was like the big criticism of the Sabres, I think, was like they would say Marco Rossi was the reason Jack Quinn was so good. Right. He was and the playmaker. Like, he was more the playmaker and Quinn was the goal scorer. <laughs> it's like, well, we could just have both. Like, why not? Why not a little bit of both? Um, right. So, yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Um, I, I think we need more like neither of those players. Like I know Mo- Rossi's had the health scare with coronavirus. And then, uh, you know, while the other guys are riser, you know, his value started out not as high. So right. like, I think we'd, even, we'd probably, the Sabres would probably need more than that. Right. I, and, and when I say riser, I don't want to say like, he wasn't a highly thought of prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first he went, he went 12th overall. I mean, it's only three right. spots behind Rossi did. It's just, if you did a redraft today, he might go, he'd probably go in the top 10 as opposed to 12th overall. So, and then the first round pick, like, would that be enough though for you? Cause that's a low first round pick. It's 20 years first. I think I would want, I think I would want like a, like conditional one for next year. Okay. You would, so how do you mean? Like you're or not like conditional, but like, I don't know. Like just, I, I think I'd rather bet that they don't play well. <laughs> Ooh, you'd want to bet against the wild. You'd yeah. want to, you'd want to bet on them finishing what's 20, 20, 22nd is where they are this year. So 10th in the league, you'd want to bet against them being a top 10 team in hockey next year. Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably fair. I think, I, I think though, like it's probably unlikely. I don't think the West is all that great. Like I think the West is, I don't know. The thing about it, like, there's like, there's a couple really good teams and then like everybody else like, all right. Right. We did and see, by the way, go back to the other divisions. Yeah. We saw some news so on that today. We saw some news on that that they are going back to the old divisions next year. So what do you Minnesota, mean old divisions? Like, like, the newest, like, the newer old ones. 
ones. Not not the not the make make believe ones they just did this year. So they're not go okay. The, the 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 ones that I hate anyway. Yes, right. The Atlantic Division where the Sabres <laughs> play with the Panthers and the Lightning. Like that's play Florida. Yeah. Right. Uh, so Minnesota will be back with the Blackhawks, the Predators, the Jets, the Stars, the Avalanche, and the Blues. So is somebody getting moved from the West West, or did they just um, add? Some- no, they're just they're adding Seattle to the. Pacific. Does that division only have seven? Um. Oh, you're right. One of these has. Well, the Central has seven. And yeah, that's Pacific, what I mean. Somebody's got to go there. You're right. So someone from the Pacific is probably coming to the Central. And who is that going to be? I would imagine Vegas, Vegas maybe. Ed, it's not Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver, right? Arizona, Anaheim, uh, L.A., and San Jose. It, I think the one there. that would make sense would be like Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah, but like, so no matter what, that one team is getting screwed because they're like they're right. gonna have to play in the uh, the wrong time zone. That's like right. the the whole thing of this was to make time zones easier, and like they're like one of those teams is gonna get like you know <laughs> one of those teams is gonna have to bite the bullet. Um, somebody might like Vegas might because the Central I think is the easier route. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what St. Louis did when they were, went to the when they were like, "Oh, we'll play the Pacific." I think this, this I think, past year, I think it's the Coyotes. The Coyotes are like, think about who the NHL could work over. They're like, the, the team that they could push around. I think. Yeah, like, the Coyotes. Like, like yeah. if the Coyotes come back and say, "No, we don't want to do that." What, what, what are Batman and Bill Daly going to say? Like, really? You're going to fight with us on this? The league owned you for the past 10 years. Listen to me. You're only (laughs) here because of me. (laughs) Coyotes. So you're going to listen to me. You're going to do what I say. You're going to the... I I was also making fun of the Coyotes. I know this is like tangent, not really talking about our main theme anymore. But uh, think about Coyotes, like... If you know that, like they they don't have their pick, but they still want to say they have their pick. Yeah. If they don't make like the GM go up there with like a walk of shame, <laughs> and like like have to do like a formal apology to the league with like their picks up, and then he's like, with that being said, the Arizona Coyotes select no one, <laughs> and then has to walk off <laughs> with his head down, <laughs> and everybody throws everybody throws garbage. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just being so mean to the Coyotes somehow. Um, yeah, that would be funny. I <laughs> they uh, I, I want to do that to Edmonton, by the way. I, I will get to that actually. The the Duncan Keith trade is is pissing me off even two days later. Um, yeah, I could I could get down with being mean to the Coyotes though. They'll go. They'll go. They're, I think they're going to be the ones. It's they got to be them or Vegas because everybody else has to go, right? You can't just be like, oh, this division has nine now. Yeah, and you can't like you've got the Western Canadian teams. They're not going to split those three up, and you're not going to split up the California teams. So that leaves Vegas and Arizona. And I don't know, Vegas does more economically for the league by, I would imagine, a wide margin. All right, me and Jordan had a really good podcast. I I thought it was good. We were going back and forth a lot on Tuesday night, back from vacation, a lot of subject matter to get to, uh, and we went long. We went really long, so we're going to split this into two. Part one comes out on Tuesday evening, which you would know because you're already listening to it, uh, and Wednesday morning, bright and early Wednesday morning, you'll have part two. So if you want to listen to both episodes on your drive into work, they'll both be there for you. If you're listening to this one on Tuesday night, then you're only going to have to wait a few hours to get to the one on Wednesday. So that'll serve as Wednesday's podcast because it went, uh, I thought, really well. Uh, we'll be 
recording again on Wednesday night, so we'll bro- we'll drop that on Thursday morning. Just kind of push everything back a little bit, um, and we're going to get to some expansion draft stuff uh, on a future episode. But more of that conversation uh, on Wednesday morning's episode, Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network for the Locked On Sabres Podcast.